Welcome to Stuck at Home with Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. It's Monday, June 1st. Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman. Hello! Hey, welcome to a new episode of Stuck at Home. Uh, Jason Smith, hi. Hello? Before we say anything else, uh, just want to say Black Lives Matter. Yep. Normally, we don't comment on political, social, whatever. This is humanity. So we want to say that we here at Stuck at Home, everyone at Starburns Audio, Black Lives Matter. We stand in solidarity. It's hard on everyone. And uh, we don't even know how hard. And even though we don't understand some of us, we stand in solidarity. Black Lives Matter. Okay, so now, for the next 59 minutes, we're going to stand by our mandate, which is while you are stuck at home, we are going to make sure you're at least smiling, laughing for the next 59 minutes. And then we all go back to everything in life. Hopefully salivating because we got a great guest today. I'm a, I'm oh, my learn. God. So, so, so good. And I'm so hungry. Actually, now that I'm even thinking about it, I wasn't thinking about it before because I wanted to say that. How you doing, Jason? You good? I'm good. I'm good. I was just thinking about, yeah, I just think about food all of a sudden. I was thinking about, I, I did a little barbecue. I brought you a little barbecue this weekend. and I, um, That's my dinner tonight. Yeah, it was my way of connecting with all my friends. I, uh, I got up. Um, I actually started it at midnight on Saturday, Saturday night. I cooked up a bunch of uh, pork shoulders, smoked them, and then I, I set up a little table, like a little carving station and a little... Uh, uh, table with uh with a uh, with some sides in it and some drinks and i i just called some of my friends that i normally have come over for my birthday or co-workers and i was just like hey come by pick up some food social distance and then we got and i got to say hi to a bunch of people over the weekend and just like check in and it was a really nice way of me reconnecting with my friends through you know i can't get them to come over here and just say hi but i can if i got, <laughs> if I, got I got a 15-hour uh, smoked pork shoulder sitting on a counter you <laughs> leave my friends are coming by oh yeah i'm putting that in the oven as soon as we're done with the show i'm putting it in the oven about what'd you say 400 for about 50 oh, what am i asking you for wait, wait wait sorry i'm cutting off again hi nancy why am i asking oh. you when we have an amazing guest standing by ready to talk to us who is a finalist right yeah, i can bring I, her on right it's like you can absolutely bring her on and and you should stay on because I want to I want to talk about what you're doing with your with your pork there and uh, what I'm supposed to expect tonight. No, oh, seriously. Yeah. Say, um, my wife prepared lots of delicious sides from scratch, but let's not gloss over that part. So, that's true. She did create a, a bunch of delicious sides. Many delicious. I didn't get sides. any of them, but I, so Steph, I'll have to judge them another time. All I get to judge is the pork right now. So <laughs> let's go with this though, ladies and gentlemen. I am very excited to bring on our guest, talk a little about food, talk a little about life. She's a finalist on the new season of Top Chef. Ladies and gentlemen, Stephanie Seymour. Let's Hello. Hi, everybody. Stephanie, how you doing? I'm good, guys. How are you? Good, good. You're uh, well in this time. Are you, uh, are you uh, sequestered somewhere? In my tiny little apartment. Okay. That I, I, know. Kn- I know every square inch of it now. <laughs> That's a contest that we haven't really thought of doing. I haven't thought of until you just said that. Like, I need to just start blindfolding myself and going through the house and make sure I really know it. Like, Daredevil I can, style. 
I can tell you where everything is. I can tell you what noises are what, what causes everything. <laughs> we live in like, we live in Boston in the South End and it's a very small apartment. So we pay for like the location that's very beautiful. Right. Um, but when you work full time, you never realize two people in a very little space with one bathroom might be too little. And so <laughs> I've realized it might, it might. Yes. And plus, you, <laughs> do you not realize that, uh, or never even think about like, cause you're cooking in such big kitchens the rest of the time. You're like, we don't need a big kitchen here. No, I literally, when we got the apartment five years ago, we were both, my husband's also a chef. We were both in restaurants. Oh. We saw the apartment. We were like, it was in our price range. We were like, perfect. Since then, I started a little web show just for fun, like a passion product called My Shitty Little Kitchen, which is just <laughs> me trying to make things in here. <laughs> and it and it goes to it goes from subpar to amazing on any given day. <laughs> well, you have a full size oven at least. Something no. you actually no, I, I wish I've got something in the oven right now because I'm cooking for some clients for a drop off. But my husband actually like manhandle smashed a sheet tray, like the edges of it. So it like kind of goes in, but you have to, it's like an alley-oop. Like you got to push it in and shut the door. We have a, we have a similar situation <laughs> at our house and my birthday was last week. So my wife was trying to make me a two layer cake, like a circle cake. And so one, one, thank you. One circle made it the whole thing. The other circle kind of had to get pushed in there. So it's like, mm. my cakes are like this. My cakes, are, the building was bo like built and hasn't been refurbished since G the George Washington presidency. So like the building's just sinking. There's a crack when we first moved in that was like six inches long. And it's like, I'm looking at it. It's like three and a half feet. Oh, Mine's made a U-turn. It's fine. <laughs> Just I love it. After after year two, my husband was like, uh, "I think we need renters insurance." I was like, "You know what? I'll get on the guy." Just a small Dutch boy to put his finger in the crack. <laughs> You're um, almost there. Uh, yeah. Jason cooked pork this weekend, Stephanie. I was listening. That sounds incredible. A bar, yeah. a slow roast of barbecued pork. Yeah, I did a I did a smoked pork. I have one of those uh, ceramic uh, Komodo grills, um, like the eggs, and I put oh. in three three pork shoulders, and I we cooked them from about new like midnight on Saturday to uh, noon on uh, on Sunday. That's like, a birthday. Hours. Yeah, that's a birthday. I love <laughs> that's it. That's what I, that's what I do. Like I love to like do, like normally I do like ridiculous amounts of. Um, smoked meat so it'll be like two briskets and a chicken and a turkey and then whatever i could find and then ribs over the top of it so it looks like it would tip over a flimstone car um but since i didn't get you know there weren't as many people i figured i'd just go with the 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 one thing at a time this time and it um was just the pork shoulders but i it sounds amazing i've got right. a lamb leg potatoes tomatoes what kind of potatoes Creamer potatoes, so like the little baby potatoes, and then I roasted poblanos and olives, and I'm going to make like a, not that a potato sense. salad, but like a potato salad. Oh, it's going to be cold. Probably, or room temperature. This is for my clients oh, that are going to heat it back up. Right. So it's kind of like uh, after it leaves my hands. Whatever they do with it. <laughs> like maybe yeah, like it sounds really good as like a, a room temperature potato salad, though. That sounds right? awesome. Yeah, yeah really with really olive oil, that. cilantro, yeah, really. parsley. Today okay, was a bit of a keep tester. going. Olive I oil, could, cilantro, I parsley. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Corn soup. Yeah. And I started. Okay. It's it's six thirty nine Eastern Standard Time right now. I started 
like six hours ago because you can only do one thing at a time. So everything I've learned in restaurants for the past 20 something years uh-huh. thrown out the window. <laughs> <laughs> it's one thing at a time. Don't get crazy. Yeah, no, I get it. You know what I find really interesting about you, Stephanie, is that you're, as a chef, it seems, you've really uh, worked in all different arenas. You started right at a muffin place. Right? I, I want to get this right, right? It's like Marblehead. It's like the it's muffin Marblehead. shop in Marblehead, Massachusetts. I mean, yeah. was it the alliteration or what drew you to, the, to that place? So my best friend, Liz, got a job when we were 16 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was a little bit younger, but I was like, I want a job. Even then I knew how much I loved money. And I was like, the only way I'm going to make money is to, to work. So that's fine. And so Liz was like, I can get you in. And I was like, okay, that's sweet. So the woman who owns it is named Louisa. It's been there forever and ever. She still owns it. She put me on the cash register for the first week. And it went so bad because I would like practice doing like putting in the punching in the numbers and stuff. So at the end of the week. Okay, go ahead. Because I'm going to bring something up. I get a phone call on my parents' landline and Louise is like, we are negative $6,000. When you sell muffins, $6,000 is like a lot of dollars. That's oh like God. a bazillion muffins. And so I was like, well, I don't know. It must've been Liz. I don't know. <laughs> Knowing it was me. And then she, um, she couldn't fire me. Cause I was like a nice, a nice kid, you know? So you just she told up. me, she, she told me she'd teach me how to cook. And so I fell in love with cooking and I worked there for three summers. I so think. that's where it started. That's where it started. See, that's how I go with an interview. I go right to the source. You you, and, you started at the beginning. But wait, we're going to bring it right back to this season right now yeah. of Top Chef, which is that's why you looked a little uncomfortable when Michael and uh, was it Michael or it was uh, John who said to you like, oh, this is where the cashier used to be. The till. And, yeah. Jonathan Waxman. And I was like, yeah, Jonathan Waxman. Yeah. I saw your face. You're like tensed up. I was like, oh, I don't do that. Yeah, no one trusts me with their money. Uh-uh. I was like, I'll just, I'll just make the pasta, Jonathan. I love it. I know so why. Much. Now I get it. See, there was a I've never worked at that. I've worked. I've done one, like serving, stage, which is what like you go in and you try it for a day, and I literally like fell into a panic attack. Like I wouldn't leave the side of people's tables because I was like, I, I don't know how to be in control of this situation, so I'm gonna just stand here on your date. So <laughs> I knew. Well, did you- <laughs> That's funny. Well, it's interesting because you worked also, right? Didn't you work for a long time at uh, SVR? It's a Venetian restaurant. SRV. SRV, right? And that is where you learned, like you mastered the craft of pasta making there. Did anyone know that when you were going into this? And you're like, I'll choose the pasta. So Karen, (laughs) yeah, I'll just do this, guys. I'll I'll do this one. Right. So Twisting those bows. Sorry, go. Karen with the hot pink hair on my season, she is also from Boston. So she knew where I had worked and kind of what I knew. But for the beginning of the season, I kind of fell into that like dark bottom place where I just lived for like weeks after weeks. And so by the whatever's below an underdog, I was like under the underdog. That's when we booked you. We believed in you then. (laughs) We were like, you know what? That's who we want. We knew the one, we know. one with a little grit. Let's we bring knew. the gritty yeah, one on. from Boston. <laughs> so yeah. I had, I did learn Boston. I worked there for a year and it was, it was incredible. That's actually, since this is my first ever podcast that I've ever been on, oh, great. that is where I fell in love with podcasts because making oh. pasta is very, it, it's the same process over and over again. It takes a lot of 
particulars and specifics and you need to be really on point, but you can go insane. So I started listening to podcasts there. I'd never listened to a podcast before. And now whenever I cook, I have one earbud in listening to a podcast, no matter what. Really? What's your favorite podcast aside from ours? What, oh my God. Like so embarrassing. What? Oh. Dateline. What's wrong with that? I what, love what? Dateline. What's bad People look, people come into the kitchen and like shock me and I'll like scream with my knife held up. I love me some Dateline. Yeah, well, I listen to all, a lot of. True so does crime. everybody. Wait, what? I know. I little. I listen to a lot of true crime. There's also a woman who's got your last meal. I think her name's Annie Bell. Mm-hmm. She's from the, from Portland, I believe, and she gets people on celebrities, um, actors, actresses, food people, and she goes over what their last meal would be and all these really cool stories. So I love that one too. Well, I like that. Jason, fine now. Let's put that up and uh, show mm-hmm. that in that and the thing. So, all right. So you, you, no one really knows. This is like a secret weapon of yours when you're going into this final thing, because at that point you could have been eliminated, right? No Tuscany. Oh, absolutely. No, no nothing. Absolutely. All right. So was that strategic when you got to pick that dish? No. Yes. Huh? Yes, it was, because we all – it was, Good. because I Good. knew my strengths and I knew my weaknesses, and it wasn't necessarily my favorite dish that we tasted the entire time. There was a really incredible lamb course mm-hmm. that I was like, ugh, knock it out of the weight. That's not my specialty. I was like, let's bring it back. Uh-huh. And so – and I it's also worked – a winner, worked, folks. That's what a winner yeah. looks like. Let's all analyze. I also worked yeah. for um, a chef, Barbara Lynch, who's a really famous Boston chef, and I worked at her seafood restaurant, B&G Oysters, for a couple years. Mm-hmm. And come, growing up in Massachusetts and whatnot, seafood's always been so prevalent in all of, in like every meal, there's always seafood. Right. So I knew with a scalp, I was like, this will be fun. This will be fun, guys. Everybody was just looking at me, and they were like, you chose that that one? And I was like... <laughs> Well, you pick be... fish a lot. You pick for the for the airline thing. You pick fish too. So wait, yep. let me get to this. Your mom was a flight yes. attendant, correct? Yep. So is this now? She's not. This leads me to think she's not around a lot because she's flying. Are you learning? Like, is this cooking thing now that you're learning at the bakery coming into life? You get. I got to cook everything for myself. I'm so glad you asked that. So the other thing that people ask when they are like, why did you start cooking? And it's like a family joke. It's because I was hungry because nobody in my family can cook. There it is. Nobody. And I was obsessed. <laughs> um, my mom is so amazing at so many things, but she's not necessarily an eater. You know, she likes brown yeah. rice and, and green beans and she, she's just, she's just better at other things. So growing up, we ate like Me spaghetti too. and Prego sauce. I'm like your mom. I would have spaghetti yeah. and cream cheese. That's, that actually sounds incredible. That's kind of By what the way it up. is. That's <laughs> David. <laughs> I know we're having for dinner. It's an old Jewish Neptune and Coney Island, Neptune Avenue Coney Island dish. I spaghetti love and cream that. cheese with tom- she, tomato juice. She used to make spaghetti with Prego. She ground ha- ground hamburger meat into it, and then this was the weird thing. She took a little bit of her diet ginger ale, which is like my mother's drink of choice, and she swirled it in the jar. And dumped it out because my grandmother would always say, waste not, want not. And like, uh, so there's like ginger ale in this dish. <laughs> Diet ginger I think, ale. I think ginger ale could be in anything. <laughs> I'm saying I think it could be in anything. That's all. There's no way. This is a random question, but is it is it just me? Or do you think this is just a, an, an inordinate amount of chefs named Brian? Because like every time I turn around, another yeah. chef is named Brian. Yes. <laughs> They're spelled differently, though. There's Brian Voltaggio with a fancy Y. There's Brian Malarkey with just an I. Um, I do know a lot of Brians. I'm trying to think. And then there was the Brian at Michael's. 
from Michael's. Yes. He, he was the chef. Another there. Brian. You're going to start noticing it now. Watch after you leave this interview. You're going to be like, you know what? There's a lot of there's a lot of Brian. A lot of Scots too. There's a lot of right. Scots. I'm going to start looking at that. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so with with malarkey with like that was pretty crazy because i thought he was gonna quit didn't you yes i did and i malarkey's gotten a really questionable rap for being as incredible as he is please hold oh, that's a little ginger awesome. water yeah oh, by the way <laughs> um <laughs> on my see. last the only other live that i've ever done i started mm -hmm. choking in the middle of it and there was no water anywhere so i just choked <laughs> through this entire Boston I mean, Public I'm Library thing. It's not that funny, but I'm sorry for awful. you. Yeah, it was. I'm not even going to say where it is because you could find it. Don't find it. There's five minutes of me just being like, "Is it working?" <laughs> Scratching and all of a sudden, I was like, <coughs> oh, "I'm like, and this can't even um, But Brian, Brian, yes, malarkey. Is, malarkey is one of the most successful. Show. I didn't know how successful he was when I went on the show. Is he really? He's in that guy's like a, a rock star. A rock star. Like Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk is one of his main money investors. Like he's a big deal. Uh, apparently, I, I and love he's got like a, a bunch of restaurants. He's a really great guy. His wife and kids are like San he Diego. So beautiful. nice. Yeah, he seems so, so nice. nice. Yeah, but it doesn't like he. They try to give him a little bit of a bad rap, but I wasn't buying it at all. At all. No, it's it, it's it's not. So it was really disheartening because. In that episode, in that challenge, because for us, it's not an episode, it's a challenge. You know what right. I mean? You don't really think like, oh, in six months, we'll be on TV and that'll be really fun. You're literally so in it. I was watching it all fall apart and just wanted to say, oh. like, let's try it again tomorrow. We'll all just do it again because it was, it wasn't, it wasn't good. It wasn't, I know. it was and very how uncomfortable. How, but how does that happen even that the plates go, forget about him doing the wrong pairing. How do the plates go to the wrong place? You know, once you put plates on the pass on the table, you leave it in the hands of the, the people that are running them. Right. And you kind of have to relinquish a lot of control and put a lot of trust in it. And in that very instant, it just went wrong. So let me ask you, did you ever think about the fact that if they didn't give Kevin that final, you know, mm -hmm. uh, chance where he was out, Kevin was out. So if Kevin was he out, was. then really Malarkey would be going to Tuscany. Yeah. Right. That's kind of what, what do you think? Is that kind of a bit of a out? Yep. It did. It did. Because we <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was not easy. The, that whole experience. I feel like I was on Top Chef in um, New Orleans and I, I have this very, like, rose-colored glasses memory of the entire thing of, like... It was a technicality in New Orleans that you got bounced it, for, right? It was. So I felt That's great, some BS. Technicalities. Come on. Then he won. And now he's right? rich, and I'm, I'm still broke. I was like, I'm come on, You have dude. a tiny kitchen. <laughs> what, the, what the hell tiny, is going on? Tiny, weird little apartment. <laughs> yeah, we got um, a, let's go. <laughs> Continue. It, it, it did bum me out because... I mean, Kevin deserved to come back. You know what I mean? Tom said he did. I can't argue with that. Right. But the five of us pre-Kevin, like when before Kevin came back in that challenge, it felt very much that we were all glued together. You know what I mean? It felt like we all had right. like a symbiotic relationship that was really working. And Kevin didn't ruin that by any means, but he came in. And now when you're competing for one title and you yeah. introduce one more person in it's a huge hurdle quarter of a million dollars you know all that yeah 
all those I uh, could be appearances. Yeah, that's everything. That's a whole upgrade. Everything. When you win that show, that's, you know, that's I'm, I'm imagined. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Mic drop. You know, it's like, what are you going to do? Yeah, you open yeah. your restaurant, you do what you want. Yeah. Now, are you still doing the, uh, the, the stand, the pop-up donuts? No. Okay, you stopped um, that, unfortunately? Sort that of. sounds good, too, right now. It was really fun. Um, I stopped doing that a couple years ago, but I still make donuts. Like I got the donut recipe tattooed on my arm. I was there just going to ask you, those are your tats. Are they all cook related or that was my next question? You just were, you walked me right into it. Thank you. Um, they are mostly, you can't see it, but I have a whole sleeve of like funny food related tattoos. Like I have a crab, but crab rangoon's my favorite food. So the body of the crab is a crab <laughs> rangoon. And then I've got like a, a salmon that the middle's cut into sushi and a butterfly flying out of an egg. And I got these really fast. Like every time I had an idea, I was like, let's go. Cause once we got married, I was trying to be respectful of my mom and stuff. So I uh-huh. wasn't going to get more tattoos cause she's not from the South. She's not a huge fan. Okay. We got, we got married and two weeks later, Mm-hmm. It was like a quarter sleeve and then, and then it just kept going up. Yep. <laughs> um, but I would say all my tattoos. Yeah, they mostly are. I've got a matching tattoo with my best friend who won top chef season 10. I that think is, uh, uh, Kristen Kish. Kristen Kish. Right. Yeah. Now she was, was she a mentor? Was the woman you said from BG oysters, her mentor as well? Yes. She, Kristen okay. had a couple. Kristen made some really good early work choices. Um, so she had That's a couple of Bar- Barbara, Barbara basically put us in a position cause she was on top chef where we got to be on the show too. Like she didn't necessarily say like, put these two women on my, on your show, but, but she gave us a platform and she really like trusted that Kristen and I would do a good job, <laughs> which you have, I mean, but it's also yeah. important. It's like, this is a woman giving other women platforms on a major yeah. global stage, which thank God is happening at least on whatever level. No, I absolutely think it is. And it, it, it was really fun. But when Kristen and I got the matching spoon tattoos, I'll never forget. I went, <laughs> I, we were like, we were so heartbroken. We both broke up with our like boyfriends and she had done it before I broke up with this guy. I my dad drives me to Kristen's house in the middle of the night. She's living with her ex boyfriend. I, I sleep on the close. couch, very close. I no. sleep on her couch, and then she was like, "We need to move," and I was like, "We need to move." Okay, <laughs> and so we both we got these tiny. I think you would call them an economy apartment. There's no kitchen, and the sinks outside the bathroom. You have your own bathroom, but like, it's just like 250 square feet. Wow. Which is also how my husband and I ended up dating because he could only sit on my bed. <laughs> it just really expedited that relationship. <laughs> it escalated it real fast. It it's like you know what? We're dating. <laughs> That's basically because I, I want to watch TV and eat. Two days later, and I was like, together. <laughs> um, but Kristen and I moved really? into like these teeny tiny apartments right next to each other, and we applied for Top Chef, and and just the rest was history. So you did. You did this together. Broke. The first time. Yeah. There's like this unmentionable season nice. that I was on, season With 10. The Seattle, the Seattle season? Yeah. that right. I wouldn't even call it a season for me. I would call it like a little quick airtime. Well, you were out early. That's all. You were out early. But it was the New Orleans thing that was really messed up. New Orleans was mine. Uh, okay. But that was, wait. So let's talk about the technicality for a second. Tell, mm-hmm. tell people who don't know. Just fill us in. So. Yes. But go ahead. On Top Chef, it's like you... You get these challenges, some are group, some are individual, some are team, whatever. 
when you are on a team challenge, you have a quick fire before. So during the quick fire, you can, you can win money prizes. You can win immunity in that challenge. You can do whatever. So we got this challenge that was like, create this avant-garde nouveau cuisine using these five ingredients. And I was like, it was a little out of my comfort zone, but I was like, okay, Nick Elmy, the kid who was on my team and Shirley Chung, the woman that was on my team, Nick got immunity in the hardest quick fire I've ever seen in my entire life. So Nick gets immunity and we go into this challenge and like immediately I know how bad it's going. I'm like, things are going like you, I was out of my element. Cause like, I don't put, I don't put foams and gels and, and weird things on plates. And Nick does. And he, he wanted to make this like corn husk nest using like the strings off corn. And Shirley and I took a bite and it first was like dental floss that turned into like stringy bubble gum. And I was like, dude, you can't put that on the plate. And he looked at me and he said something. And this was before I was like a strong and empowered woman. This was when I was still like a little bit more nervous. Really? And he, oh he put it on the plate and what it was. What, what did this guy say? It was so bad. It was so, so bad. Right. So, oh, we, and then he made a, a panna cotta. If he ever hears any of this, I haven't talked to him since. He'd murder me. But he made this this panna cotta, but he, he thickened it with this like weird stuff and you put your finger into it and like it, it like parted like the Red Sea. Like it a panna cotta is supposed to be like beautiful and smooth and this one was like just opened plasticky, I guess would say. Oh, I don't know. And so we go to good. judge's table, and it was bad. We go to judge's table and I was like, Shirley did make a really beautiful dish, and I was like, it's gonna be me. Mm-hmm. And they kept asking Nick to give up his immunity. Which he didn't have to, which he knew, so he didn't. Right. And I got said packing. Technicality. That being, technicality. That yep. being said, in no way, shape, or form did it hurt my ego, which was a beautiful thing. Like getting kicked off in season ten, I was really heartbroken. Oh, and then really? this did not good because this, you didn't feel you had a good, a fair like shot at the title. And this one, yeah, you did. I felt I felt like I had won. I was like, you know what? Uh-huh. People appreciate what I did. They don't like him. I was like, I w-. and I still got to go to Hawaii to help Nina in the finale. So I was like, I've never been anywhere. I, I totally won. I was like, no pressure. Hawaii. They would be yeah. filming stuff, and I'd be like by the pool drinking margaritas. How good like, is that? Yeah, you have no call time. Right. No call time <laughs> until fantastic. the end. I was, I was and, like, I'm No call time and per diem. Exactly. So and everything's gravy. It's fantastic. It was. It was crap, but. But then, you know, if I think about what it gave me, it gave me the chance to come back for All-Stars. Yeah, and also, so, you look at Top Chef, the brand, they, they are very loyal to people they very think are good. Very loyal. Very loyal. I mean, mm-hmm. I I wouldn't want to be, honestly, I never want to be a part of another TV show, period. It wasn't really, like, my plan in life, but but I feel very blessed to be in the, that family of, like, are you a fan of Zeppelin, like Led Zeppelin? Do you like, yeah. like Led Zeppelin? All right, so yeah. the 70s, right, when they were putting out, they, they had an uh, a label, it was called Swan Song. And if you listen to Zeppelin's, they would do three, four albums. They would put out bands for four or five albums before anyone was even looking at the bands on Swan mm-hmm. Song. This is like, I feel like Top Chef does the same thing. They're like the Swan Song label of developing chefs to a place where mm-hmm. they can be Led Zeppelin and be rock stars. I think that that is a perfect comparison. I completely right. agree. It gives it gives you a platform. I could be three times for you. Now the third time. Now you're going to Italy. You're going to Tuscany. Now and where I've never been. Right. 
So the excited. only place I'd ever been out of the country was to London, like eight months before. <laughs> so, and, so right, not a, not a world traveler. This was right. huge. So going, whatever. I know we can't talk about anything, even though I'm dying to know. But uh, me too. (laughs) Right, exactly. But we can talk about what we saw on the on the trailer a little bit, which is like the you got to go hunt for truffles. Like how good? We did. I mean, is that was that fun? I feel like I want to do that. It was so fun, and there's these incredible dogs. The funniest part about the huffle truffle hunting Uh was that in Italian huffle (laughs) trunting, yes, with the little pups. the word for like go or fetch or something for the mm-hmm. dog is die. Oh. So this, this like my husband's in there, but this sexy Italian man is like screaming. He's like, Giotto, die, die. And I was like, oh. I thought he was telling the dog to die. I also oh tried God. to speak Spanish the entire time I was in Italy. Like I couldn't process. Not good. <laughs> Not good. And just stick to the cooking then, right? <laughs> well, it's got to be overwhelming, right? I was like, okay, if I can speak a couple like like Spanish, English, I was like, it's romance language. I should be able to pick up on this quickly. No, not even close. Not even. I would be we, the same way, by the way. I have no clue what I do. I was I like, an interpreter. <laughs> I'd be point. Like, I got I would have hired a PA right like, away. Help. Yeah, right. Like, how much are you making? All right, here's an extra fifty a week or hundred a week. Just, just help me out with the translation help stuff me. whenever you're around. Right, exactly. I was like, I everything. Help. I was like, what is the metric system? So, um, but truffle hunting was so beautiful. <laughs> right, so you got the dogs, you got you're out there, and you find these truffles. And are these truffles like if they're on the market now? How much would these things be costing me if I was going to get think, a truffle pizza? I or think something? they said like for the whole truffle would be like. Four or five hundred dollars, like it's like a a. a, We we found like I think they said like fifteen to two thousand dollars worth of truffles just like in twenty minutes, like in a very brief time. Giotto ran off and found these truffles. A rich man's. It is right. A rich man's (laughs) land. They just let you on it, right? You had to pay to be on the land to get the truffles. They drove me up there, and I was like, and now I'm now I'm a truffle hunter. (laughs) Wow. Incredible. Now you're, you're done, right? Are you done, done. filming? You're ready. You're done. So you yeah. know what happened. We just don't know. Yep. So that's how we have to leave this, unfortunately. That's how we have to leave it. Okay, but, but after we find out watch. you won, yeah, after we yep. find out you win, will you please come back and and you know? Oh my God, we we'll have a party. You? I'll show you. Yes, I'll show you my new home. That would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Your new restaurant. An upgrade from shitty. <laughs> So now, there you go. That's all we're looking for is just an upgrade. I like that. A little follow-up. Yes. A follow-up. Once you win, which I know you're going to, there's a follow-up. If not, I'll say, okay, I was wrong, but I I don't see it happening. All right. Where can everyone find you on social media? You can find me at, on Instagram and Twitter (laughs) at Stephanie Smar. I'm so boring. I was like, let's just be straightforward. Yeah. And then on Facebook, I... Facebook, I think it's Stephanie, Stephanie Smart. Twitter and I have a very tumultuous relationship. I understand. It's too stressful for me. And my dad tweets, not like I read his tweets because he's talking about like environmentally sustainable electricity and stuff. And like really, yeah, he's passionate about that. But Twitter, (laughs) when somebody says something mean about me or anybody else, I, Uh I like, I like can't stop. But then I like make typos and just make me look dumb. And I'm like, right. and you can't take them back. Now I just live in <laughs> no. this like. Even when you delete them, they're out there. That's it. You're done. It's too much for me. Yeah, I feel it's you. Too- Listen, it's too much for me doing what you would do. You you want to be, you know, you're great at being a chef, but you got to deal with the fame part now to be 
uh, uh, catapulted more in your career. You know, like, yeah, how do you do it? It's an unfortunate byproduct. I, 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 st- I live at home. I stay home all the time. I don't have to leave. No one has to taste my food. My food is right here. They've tasted it. It's true. It's true. Right? So I just go to the commons and I come back and I'm like, oh, I got all the food. Great. Everything's good. Went out. Yeah. Amazon, Postmates. And then I drive down the parkway. Uh, We're not that different. Yeah, I don't think we are. I don't We're think not. we are. Well, can I wish you the best of luck coming up? I know, you know, we're all going to have to watch, but Jason, come on. No, I just, I'm just excited to see how this all turns out. Um, can't I wish wait. you really good luck. Yes. I'm so excited too. I can wait. I could, I could honestly, if we could just like fast forward a couple, couple, however <laughs> many more weeks this is and see who won and like, then it's just over and I can talk about it. Right. Ugh, it'd be a dream, but everybody should watch Top Chef. It's, it's a fun stressful show yes it seems stressful my daughter my daughter was actually in um the what is that not top chef the uh master chef junior master she was was on the first season she was the the littlest one she wasn't the youngest youngest but she was definitely the smallest and so we had to hold on to that because they they filmed all that stuff in like three or four weeks uh the whole show and then didn't release it until september and then, you know, we, and we couldn't say she made it all the way to the, the like second to last episode and she was really well received, but we were, we couldn't talk about it or say anything. It was very difficult for her. She was so excited. Good for your daughter. She's a badass. My That's no bad. small feat. No, not at all. But Tell she, all she learned to swear like Gordon Ramsay. So now every time I talk to her, she, uh, she can swear with the best of them. Good for um, her. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Kitchen life. Kitchen I I've been biting my tongue just because I told my dad to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I felt like you wanted like, to say something. I, I let the silence hang for a second. Like, is she going to say it? No, she's she not. Like, no, no. Yeah, no. She, uh, she, she got a kick out of it. She liked being kind of not that not the, she wasn't the villain, but she definitely was the 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 strategist of uh, of her crew. So she got a little shit for it, but she was awesome. She was a bad. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I love Gordon, too. Yeah, he's great. He was so nice to the kids and uh took Sarah on like to a new New York times, uh, article. She was on like queen Latifah show. So it was a really fun little moment for her, but she's in the same way. She doesn't like doing TV shows. She would do another cooking show, but she would never do another, any other kind of TV. Yeah, Anything well to being recognized. What, what yeah. you say, Steph? Anything scripted is not, it's not good for, it's not good looking. It's yeah, just exactly. deer in headlights. <laughs> not good, but <laughs> Good for Sarah. Tell her I say hi. I will. I will. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Have a great one. Bless your family. Bye. 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 She's great. She's awesome. And I was like, and you can, you know, you. I like being able to, you know, dissect what's going on there. Top Chef. How big is that show? Seriously, like it's huge. I mean, it's been around for. What do we compare it to? Two thousand two, two thousand three. I mean. America's Top Model, probably um, a lot of those Bravo shows. The um, the one with uh, Heidi Klum that was went on for a long time. The um, a design Not, show. Oh yeah, 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 Project Runway. Project Runway. You right. know, so I, it's like it's one of these. It's huge. It is a global phenomenon, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I can't. I mean, other than maybe MasterChef, I can't think of. I could. I don't. And I don't even think MasterChef. I think even matches this because this is real chefs from the jump, really doing some crazy good things. And I, I mean, I've gone to 
so many of the we're lucky we're lucky in LA there's a lot of these guys that have been on there that are here you know from Susan Fettiger doing all stars to um who's the guy Johnny um the guy who did Ink um oh, uh, you know better Altagio, these things. Is that his name? Altagio, yeah. Um, Altagio. Which was a really great tra- spotty. He's had a couple spots, and so we we always, you know, the 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 name really goes like quickly. You know, Craft is a great restaurant, and I didn't know about you know, which I would never have known about because at that, especially when that first came out, I was not, I was not able to go to those kind of restaurants. And I remember the first time uh, I had a friend who, you know, was an agent who's like, here, let's go meet over here. And I was like, what? And I was like blown away by the quality <laughs> like, of food uh, tastes uh, like this. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. This is like, he's like, oh, um, he was a short ribs. He goes, oh, those taste like uh, short ribs uh, or those short ribs taste like pot roast. I was like, not like any pot roast I've ever tasted. This is amazing. But I think that the, I think that this show really does a, a really good service to the the you know because I, I mean I know that I uh, you know when I go do the LA eats and stuff I uh, that's definitely a, a a point for me. Yeah, it's take it's got a lot of uh, cred and and you know the other thing is that before this you you wonder like is now we're in a diverse land of uh, chefs. But before mm-hmm. this, before these shows and Food Network as a whole, uh, chefs, how did they even survive? Really, no, if you I mean, weren't getting a Michelin star, what, how are you even living? I, I don't know. And I mean, it's really great because like people like Stephanie, like I would mm-hmm. never have found out about, but like she's fucking killer. And like all I want to do is eat, uh, fi- figure out a way to eat those donuts. Oh, I know. I know that's why I asked her about the pop-up donut stand. <laughs> I was like, "What? What? What's going on?" So, screenshot uh, of that uh, tattoo and make sure I <laughs> make those things up. But it's, you know, it's just amazing to see people and how they, you know, and some of the stuff that they're making all over the country and watching these chefs really get uh, elevated and and also seeing play different. Yeah, and well, I'm seeing different towns and people from different places like. It helped me understand that, like cooking, you know, I I understood that cooking was regional, but it's more, it's 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 hyper regional and local. There's some there's foods that you can't get in any other city or town or restaurant, um, and it's just amazing some of the stuff that they they do. There is a uh, documentary, I believe it was the guy might have just died recently by an L.A. Times critic, food critic. Oh yeah, uh, do you know oh, about this? Yeah, where he basically can, he gives you a roadmap of culture through the recipes and the foods. Mm-hmm. That documentary, to me, I don't know if it won an Academy Award. It should have. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it, but I've heard about it. And I, I when Jonathan Gold was on on the radio, I that was one of those things I listened to. And I, he did pass a I few years so. ago. But he uh, he was a he was a great uh, kind of ambassador to all the great food in Los Angeles. I saw. Would you I mind found looking that, that up, Jason? I'm going to cut you. I, 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 Jason has pointed out to me that I cut him off a lot, so I'm noticing it now. Just like the cursing. See, these are the things I take notes. I listen. But I still cut him off. Oh, it's all I'm right. Trying, I don't man. mind. You, you, you got to keep Ooh. talking because I got to start typing. Yeah. Okay. So you're gonna find that on there. I just, I think I might have, uh, you know, uh, might have gotten a little teary-eyed when I watched that that one that documentary. And that's the thing. It's like, why would food connect to people? I never understood that because it's really, it's again, it's always got to be about the story. You know, the story of this person, where they come from, why they cook, you know, why that fish matters. You know, it's the same thing I'm talking to Stephanie. Like, oh, your mom was a flight attendant. Okay, that's really why you started cooking. Yeah. I was like, the moment I heard that, I knew, like, okay, that's an entree into this. Let's – oh, and this was her first podcast, by the way. Yeah, I know. It's I awesome. like that. Right? Like, what's – is Scott Porch telling us anything that we should be – Oh, no, we're like, good. Okay. 
Yes, Jonathan Gold is it. Um, well, let's find you. Yeah, we, we're going to find that that documentary. So it's called, it's called City of Gold. Mm-hmm. I'll put that up. I can't find if it was. I don't know that it won anything, but it got really great reviews. It's like ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I wish it, came it out won something. 2015, you said. Yeah. City of Gold. If uh, you want to watch a really good documentary, whether you care about food or not, uh, it's about uh, a culture and uh, California culture, but really, you know, all of it. It's very, very, very uh, compelling. Yeah. Feel good. I liked it. All right. We can move on from it. Okay. Awesome. All right. What do you think, so, Jason? What's on your head? I was just thinking, did you get a chance to watch anything this weekend? I did. I watched the uh, Space Force. What do you think? Okay, so I think that uh, who? Okay, here's what I think. I liked it. I thought the moments with Carell and Malkovich, with Mallory, and uh, you know um, what's his what's Carell's name? Oh, uh, Naird, uh, General Naird. Naird. Yeah, between Naird and Mallory. I felt like all of those moments were like acting gold. Like we were just mining stuff. I was like, I was connected. I was in. Um, I felt the broadness. Of it, like oh, and the relationship between him and the uh, the woman from American Housewife. Uh, what's it, Jessica Saint? Uh, what's it? What's she's coming on tomorrow? Yeah, Jessica Saint Clair. Yeah. Say it again. Jessica Saint Clair. Yeah, she's. I have you seen her on American Housewife? She's fucking hysterical. Oh, yeah. As my she's one. So out. funny, and she's really good in this too. Yeah. And she's a member of uh, Upright Citizens Brigade. Yep. Right. Well, she's very funny, but she's also an excellent actor. So the moments that I felt between them also were great. Here's the thing, since we don't talk about spoilers, I felt like, well, first let me ask a question. At any point, did I miss what Lisa Kudrow did? No, and I looked it up. They didn't say. Okay. They never say. No, whatever it was. That I kind of love. But that I kind of love, because the last thing we see is her having a little breakdown, crying next to him, and then she's in jail for 40 years with cornrows. Yeah, 40 to 60, so that was something big. Right. Oh, it's murder. There's a life that's been lost. Got to be murder, or it's some sort of treason. Um, but it's got to. It, but it's got to be. Well, and if you, you know, if you want to, you know, hopefully, and I think Greg Daniels would think about this too. It's got to be something that was bad, but not so bad that he couldn't be the five-star general of this place, right? Like it couldn't be mm-hmm. something where, as the husband of somebody that went to jail, that they would be like, well, you know, we're not going to give you space force. Well, he's a four-star uh, general, but you're right. You're yeah. right. Uh, because is there five-star generals? There are, right? That's the highest. No, I think uh, five-star might just be what they used to reference, like the um, secretary of like, defense or uh, yeah, sec- Trump. Yeah, okay. or the president. Uh, like okay. a sector. All right. So, um, yeah, I listen. Uh, there was a lot of stuff that, that Greg did. So that I loved. There's stuff that I think is broad. You know, like uh, just the whole, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Noah. The guy who plays his, uh, his nemesis. Oh, yeah, he's so funny. And it's got like a From really. Truman Show. Yep, yep, I'm right. looking it up right now. And he, by the way, he is a great actor. Like that guy can play anything. He's too big in this. It's like I just, I want him. Here is the thing I felt a lot of the Kubrick, uh, you know, Dr. Strange Love, which is my mm-hmm. absolute, it's on my top three. Right, favorite which is all where, where Greg Daniels pointed to when he was trying to make this show. Oh, he so did. That's a good, yes. Okay, see, that makes sense to me, because I, I see a lot of that trying to come out in, you know, Carell's character doing the singing. You know, they're, they're doing a lot of that, gentlemen, gentlemen, there's no fighting in the war room. You know, a yep. lot of that stuff, which, again, um, if they were really going for that, I would like to see Carell play all those parts. 
because God yeah. knows he could do it. Play Absolutely. the Noah part. Play the, you know, play all those other men generals. Play the Sekdef. That would have been Peter Sellers and Kubrick. Yeah. Noah Emmerich. Noah Emmerich. Way. Right. So Noah Emmerich is a, an outstanding actor uh, by himself. I feel somewhat maybe misused in this. Yeah. I thought, I, I mean, it was good to have somebody as big as him in a weird sort of way because I felt Agreed. like he, you know, there, there needed to be somebody that was like kind of heavy handed in it. Um, and he had a, it was like, I forget his last name and I'm trying to find it, but, uh, it's like, oh, it was Grabaston, Grabaston, Grabaston. Yeah. Grabaston. Yeah, Grabaston. So you, know, you remember it. That's good writing. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, know? You, know, I, you know who I was really thought they just really didn't use enough. Um, who? it was Roy Wood Jr. Oh, I, I, when I saw him, I'm like, yes. And then there was like two scenes during the, uh, like the capture the flag stuff. And we were out. Yeah. Yeah. I and I, I thought I, he was miss. Yeah, it was not right. I wanted to see more. I, of him. I loved him. That would have been something that would have been really great was to see a little bit more Roy Wood Jr. Just cause he's such a funny, awesome actor, comedian. I, I, I really felt like he didn't get used. Um, you know, and I understand why Fred Willard couldn't go through the whole thing, but that first scene with him where he's escaping the house and calling and being like, was Ed sneaking under the, under the house thing? Oh, yeah. Was Dude, so I can't funny. stop him. I can't <laughs> yeah, stop him from sneaking under the house. He's he was fast. so funny. <laughs> he's like, you could owe me the money. I paid the kidnappers. I'm glad you're safe, honey. I played the kidnappers in Reynosa. I'm glad you're safe. <laughs> oh, yeah. and he was i mean for a last performance man this guy fred willard rest in peace Knocked it out he was really oh. good um i thought that you know i thought I, I agree with everything you said too i i i thought that there there there's 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 room for more but at the same time i yes. didn't hate it i wasn't as mad at it as everybody else was but i think it's because the thing that was missing was the satire it wasn't funny enough to be a pure comedy but it wasn't mm -hmm. satirical enough to be a pure satire and yeah, fell right in the middle. You're, you're a very good observation, Jason. I, th that's exactly right. I, I want to expound on it, but there's nothing to say that that's better than that. That's yeah. well well done. I, I, I will point out the uh, the fact that um, I like where they left it. Yep, I for do too. season two. Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like we want you to lean in a little more also to the Area 51 of it all. If you're yep. the Space Force, like, what's really going on out there? Yeah. Like, you know, like, let's, let's get some cool stuff. Like, you know, yeah. well, that was such a cool, I can't tech, you know, like it's not a spoiler at all. Cause you know, mm -hmm. that, that intro to space force, like when he's driving in and there's a guy in his trunk, cause they're trying to sneak in and, oh, yeah, that's you know, great. never got really referenced to, Hey, there's a guy in my trunk. Um, and like, kind of like going through like this thing where there's like this secret base out in the middle of nowhere that people well, want to find. Yeah. It was that's just a true. I wish they would have explored a little bit more of that part of it, yes. but it, maybe they can in that next one. Well, I think also that maybe what we're seeing is part of the uh, of, of what Greg Daniels is doing. I mean, this is different because he created it with Steve Carell. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, there's probably a little bit of a different, you know, a bit of a tone shift in this. Yep. But, you know, it's this thing that he's doing where you're saying he's not really tell like when we started upload. It's just we're in upload. We're in this time frame. Cars are this. You know, mm -hmm. we're doing this. Oh, it opens on like an upload commercial that you think is a pharmaceutical commercial, right? Like pretty right. much. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So Good. you're in the world right from the get. They're not explaining to you this is what happened, just like with Lisa Kudrow. We're not telling you uh, how his wife ended up in jail for 40 to 60 years. So I thought that was, you know, an interesting move that I didn't see him doing in previous stuff. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So it's yeah, I'm hopeful. And I think this, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm coming hopeful back, right? Yeah, it's coming back. I mean, it's number right. one on Netflix right now. Um, yeah, and it will be for the immediate future. Did you, get, did, you, did you get a chance to see anything else? We got a little time today. We could talk a little. Yeah, no, 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 I did. I did. I'm looking forward to this. I saw, well, I watched, it's a new Rick and Morty, right? The, new, the yep. newest one? The new Rick, well, I, and I also the, the, finale. the season finale. The best. Absolutely. Best episode of the season by far. It was like, if you took, it's almost like they're making a single camera half hour dramedy. I mean, mm-hmm. with oh, that absolutely. song at the end of the uh, of the soundtrack, you know, where, where the closing credits, where you're just looking at Rick about being the shitty dad, and and like it's playing that uh, I don't know what song that was, but it was eerie. I was like, is this a fucking real show? Is this not animated? <laughs> like, oh, I know it was so sad and um and very much like, oh man, it was so just it just killed dark. At the end and wait, of that, man. And, and again, just... tell me if I'm wrong. Did they not tell us who the clone is? They didn't because he doesn't know. Right. He, so uh, there we go he again. Spun the th- he spun the wheel. Yeah. So he doesn't know either. So there we go again, seeing this thing. That's part of what makes him such a bad dad or and, and, and a you know, bad parent is he couldn't even make that decision. He had to he had to spin the wheel and let, let fate decide something that he should have been able to, you know, hey, no, I don't want you to go. You're my daughter and I want to have this relationship. No, I want you to go because I want you to experience your life in this other way. You couldn't make that choice for her. Um, and yes. he just kind of popped out. And we've talked about this before, the fact that we're having these types of conversations about a, you know, cartoon. It's a cartoon, Jason, about a crazy scientist. Like if Chris Lloyd was on crack and uh, invented stuff that worked. You know, and like if he was kind of a pedophilist, uh, weird, like this is the craziest. This should not be something we're talking about in a real way for all intents and purposes. Yeah. No, no, it really shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be able to affect. But, you know, that's the thing. And that's the real difference between, um, you know, like we talked about the other day. That's the difference between a solar opposites and a, and mm-hmm. a more Seth MacFarlane style rick and morty show and the 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 rick and morty show that we know with 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 dan and justin you know that that, that's what that i think really is here's that that show the the song's called don't look back ah you found Uh, it yep and it features potomi and ryan elder and ryan elder is the guy who writes the music for rick and morty um but yeah that's that's, an original song yep Looks like it is. Oh, I love that because uh, that was uh, that was like the perfect tone to end the the season. And this is we're getting more though, right? Because they were hired to for a lot more. Than oh, we're getting more. Season. We're getting more right, episodes. But we're not getting any more episodes this year. So it'll probably be at the earliest we could look at is November, December. But um, I know that this. I know based on what I know that mm-hmm. this next season's written. And they're in animation with it to a certain extent. And so I'm assuming that they can get it all out there this next time. Um, there's always something with this because, you know, just the way it works. But I would assume that right now that it's still looking like it's on track, but we'll never know until it actually comes out. Because I don't that's know, South Park, uh, they, they do it in a week, man. Oh, yeah. Well, you see the, that documentary? Oh, yeah, that one's a really good one. Oh, I, that's crazy. <laughs> I think if I sent that to Dan, he would just, uh, he would just uh, send me Explode. back. Uh, all of shit um <laughs> and say this is what you can get in a week you know i, I feel like that's, that's exactly the response how do that they I do it get. how do they do it in a week they do it they write the episode and animate it and send it out for broadcast in a week 
right? Yeah, that's what we witnessed insane. in that documentary, right? That's a, that's what's insane about it. I mean, I, for the most part, there's some there's some cheats that they're able to do because they can write a lot of it and have some of those pieces, but it is mm-hmm. incredible what they're able to do. I had a friend that was over there for a long time, and it's it's definitely a stressful stressful move, but they can, they they manage it every time. Are they great. done, or are they still making? Uh, oh, they're still going. They're still okay, going. Thank, thank, yeah, thank those guys are always kind of guys, and uh, you know, yeah, those guys can't stop. No, they they're now. Why, the, why? Long, why would you stop? That's exactly what they said. They they now have the longest running sitcom in yeah. history, and uh, so a live cool. action sitcom in history. And uh, they they don't have any intentions to stop. They love doing it, and they're very funny, and they deserve to. And yeah, yeah, they do, and they're, and they're loaded, and they're going to keep being loaded. This is like you know, there's it's like why would you ever stop? No one's even looking. You're not aging on camera. You know, it's like they're famous, but you never see them out. You never see them like you know, uh, nothing. They're like, nope, we're staying behind. Well, this is how we were. This is how we roll. Yep. You ever meet them though? You ever meet those guys? I haven't met those guys yet, but I, I'm, that's that's on my list. Yeah, I wouldn't that's mind. My list. Them, bring them all over here. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind. All right, so I, I watched also this um, comedian uh, woman uh, from Australia on Amazon. Oh, you watched the, you watched the Douglas? Annie, uh, is that her name? No, um, her. Th- that's no, I watched her the- too. The British woman. She's like the older Fleabag. No, oh, no, this is uh, Hannah Gatsby. No, not Hannah Gatsby. She's great, but I'm not talking about Hannah Gatsby. I'm talking okay. about Annie. No, look, I mean, if you're looking, look, because it's, it's, it's Amazon. It just came out. She's like this. They actually use that she's the rock star of comedy in Australia. That was the, I bet if you Google that. Yep, I'm on it. She right. will pop up. Annie Edmonds. See, that's her. <laughs> there you go. Right? I thought she was rather funny. I was, was, I was uh, yeah, I was surprised. I, you know, I'm always surprised when someone makes me laugh. Uh, I, I'll check it out. I um, I watched. Uh, that's the other thing I watched was uh, uh, was Hannah Gatsby's new one, uh, Douglas, because she just oh, came out a with new a new one. one. Yeah, there's a new one on Netflix called Douglas, where it's uh, a, you know, she named it after a dog this time. It's uh, it's very good. It's it's obviously not quite as intense as the last one, but also still very cool and it, it kind of in that same style. And it's very funny. Um, it took me a minute on that first one to understand what was going on, but this one. You know, she's she lays it all out from the beginning. She's a master. So, yeah, she's she's doing something different, I think, than everybody else. So would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, hers, you know, and she kind of makes fun of it at the beginning of the episode or the thing. It's like it's a TED talk. It's a it's a one man show. It's not really a comedy show. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's all the talk. Yeah, it's funny, but but it is. So you loved it. Oh, I did. I really enjoyed it. I thought. You know, this one in in particular really struck me because it felt a little more current. And I kind of knew what to expect a little bit, so I was better prepared. Um, I enjoyed the first one also, uh, but this one I really you know, I got into also. All right, so uh, I'm, uh, I guess I'm obviously going to have to watch that, but I feel like now we're getting to this place. I started to watch uh, um, I, I Grant. Okay. Did you watch this on the History Channel? No, not yet. They did this, uh, it's like a documentary, but it's a reenactment documentary with, with like cinematic, uh, some cinematic prowess. I'll say. Oh, okay. Now, TV Guide and people I saw in the, you know, and they, they do the critic uh, uh, trailers. I saw that. Mm-hmm. Uh, TV Guide seemed to like it, and I don't know, some other place that looked like I heard of it, liked it. <laughs> um, I, I, here's the thing I did not uh, stay with it. I, oh really? I got through, yeah, I got through like an hour, and well, I just felt like, yeah, this is well done. Some of the battle scenes are really pretty well done, um, 
but it just didn't like sink into me where I was like, you know what? And I also think, you know, uh, it's hard for me right now to watch anything but comedy. If I'm being yeah, very, it's, it's on the same. I tried a couple right? things the other day and it's like, Oh, I can't do this right now. I just can't. I wanted to watch yeah. some thriller stuff and some more intense things. There's a couple new movies out that I wanted to check out. I'm like, can't if it's not funny i really uh, right now i just i i have to watch it like i'd rather watch modern family or, or you know rewatch some rick anything that's going to make me laugh even if it's a little chuckle mm -hmm. right because you know, so is that all you watch is hannah gatsby over the weekend i watched well i watched uh you know i finished uh space force also right. i and i watched uh the i watched that show harley quinn there's an animated harley quinn show and i so i watched the animated harley quinn you show were telling me this is good yeah, it's good. It's a very adult show. There's nothing ch kids, you know, well, kids could watch because if they if they if they've heard swear words, if they're not allowed to hear swear words and it's probably bad. And uh, it, it's actually pretty interesting because, you know, in this and this is an animated show on DC Universe Unlimited. Uh, right. they're, they're at a point where Harley Quinn, who's the you know Joker's girlfriend in most of the comic books and Poison Ivy, who's a Batman villain. They actually are in a uh, intimate I love like Poison Ivy. Yeah, and so they they actually are exploring a, a a a relationship together, like a girlfriend girlfriend relationship. So um, I and, went to see that Drew Barrymore movie in the theater. <laughs> oh, the Poison Ivy the comic book. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Oh, I remember that movie. That's the one. And that's I like, up a, in like a in a stalker. high school girl a teacher yeah. kind of that, that yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought <laughs> it was, I thought I was seeing a DC movie. Right, <laughs> but yeah, so they're they're exploring like they're they're like sexual and uh you know emotional physical relationship those two and then oh, there's really? some, yeah so they're, they're girlfriend and girl well they're not finally. girlfriend, and girlfriend but, but they're, finally they're they're actually because that's what dc has been saying and exploring yeah. for a very long time without saying it so now they're coming out with it which is good yeah, they had they've had sex oh, on the cartoons all times um you know they're not together yet because they're trying to figure themselves out and uh, more along the lines of harley quinn being a little bit too unstable for a full-time relationship kind of stuff um that's, you know, uh, Ron, Funches, Ron Funches plays King Shark, who's a giant shark, half man, half shark, and he plays like so it. well. He's so funny. Uh, Tony Hale from uh, 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 Arrested yeah, Development. He uh, he the plays best. like a, a, a um, uh, and from Veep, like a, one of those guys that control shit with their mind, like a like a psychic, oh, but um, kinetic, but who uh, can't stop saying the word uh, like the c word. Or, yeah. But he keeps saying the oh, c really? word about women, so he got in trouble. He got trouble for calling Wonder Woman a c word. He got caught, kicked out of the the Legion of Doom, and so he joined up with them. Well, I think I'm gonna have to um, watch this. It's really. Silly. Do you know who James Adomian? Uh, Harley. James. James Adomian plays. Oh wait, yeah. James Adomian plays Bane, and he's making some funny. Yeah, Kelly Coco. Ooh. Coco. Coco. Yeah, Coco. from Big Bang. Yep. Uh, it's really good. I feel like I feel like I have a new thing to watch. That's good, and it's funny. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah, it's good, and you know what? I I believe that it's playing on sci-fi, so you don't actually have to have a DC Universe um, uh, login right I can now. Just I watch think it on Hulu too. You could watch, yeah, you could watch it on sci-fi. I don't know if it's available on Hulu, but oh yes, you could watch it on no, it Hulu is. through. Okay, yeah, yeah, they keep it's promoting it. Yeah, now now yeah, yeah. they keep promoting it. I just haven't uh, I haven't bought in yet, but now after this. Yeah, I feel like uh, Dietrich Bader plays Batman, and he's really funny. Um, he's <laughs> barely in it, but he's there every once in a while. So Dietrich Bader does his thing. And, and are they at Arcane Asylum? They did a little. They did Arkham, do, do it's Arkham. 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 Yeah, they've done some stuff there, but um, for the most part, like the whole first season is just like basically Harley taking over 
Gotham, and then the, the whole second season, they, she's taken over Gotham. So it's fucking cool. Like it's a very Ooh. like villain centric, right. full of murder and <laughs> fun. So it's definitely a fun show. All right, I'm not, I'm not mad. Okay, so that's something I can actually, I, I can actually get into and, and watch. So you, had, you did do some, some viewing. You did I did little... some viewing in between. Um, I'm playing yeah. this game called Maneater, the one where you're a shark and you eat people. And I've been having a lot of fun with that too. I, I'm into a lot of shark eating people stuff right now. What 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 is it about that? that I don't know. Really it just it's it. what's available, and Chris Parnell's in it, and he makes me laugh. So, <laughs> by the way, anything Chris Parnell's great. Oh, I wanted to go back to something that I, I was going to say for uh, Space Force is that uh, Jessica's character. What I really loved about that, I thought it was I don't I don't know why this has to be so fresh and cool and new, but like that her character as a female was the head general contractor with a way above TS clearance, who's building all the security systems for this entire underground base. That was dope. It wasn't this, yeah. you know, Oh, here's a love interest. No, it's just, I was like, Oh, maybe badass. she's up for treason. Yeah. This is badass. Yeah. No, I like that too. I yeah. thought, you know, I'm excited so, to talk to her tomorrow. Yeah, me too. But that's what I thought in, in a lot of ways was, uh, again, they were doing interesting things with the show. And even if it didn't all land this season, I think, mm -hmm. you know, it's a great ride anyway. Right. I mean, yep. absolutely. I had a lot to watch. No, and it, it wasn't it's not it's not painful in any way. It's not like you have to fork yourself to watch it. It actually moves pretty fast and the story's compelling. And that's the thing is there's a lot more plot. And that's probably why it's not quite as funny. And you see, you say we have time, but again, we're up. This is how fast we're it is. It's just like we're having a conversation. But okay, so how great was Stephanie? Tomorrow we have Jessica. Uh, well, I'm not supposed to say tomorrow, right? Yeah. So you say, Jason. In our next episode, we have uh, <laughs> thank you the, the 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 star of American Housewife and the new Space Force, Jessica St. Clair, and we are very excited to talk to her to, uh, on our next episode. On our next episode, and we will see and uh, talk to you all then thank you for being here everyone really stay safe stay sane stay strong jason Take smith i'm gonna That's say it one last time before we sign off jason right black lives matter black lives matter thank you let's see you tomorrow oops see you tomorrow <laughs> a podcast network